What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo, and this is Inspired Creativity, a podcast meant to give you a kick in the ass and get you off the couch and out into the world doing what you love. Each week I get together with inspiring, creative people to have conversations to discuss what got them to where they are with the hopes of giving you some tips and tricks to help you move forward in the directions of your dreams, goals, and bliss. If you've been listening, you have probably noticed by now the sound doesn't suck. I actually got some real microphones instead of using my um, on-camera external microphones. So I hope that it sounds a little better. It already sounds better in my ears. And I appreciate you dealing with the first couple episodes with horrible sound. I've become so picky to the sound and when I hear old recordings that I've done and the twanginess, it, it, it goes through me. So thank you for sticking with me until the new sound arrived. Um, today I'm talking with Al DeSalvatore. I met Al a couple years ago in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. He was pastor of a church in the valley part of town. And the first night I met him, so let me go back. I was raised Christian, and it was weird. It was the 80s and 90s, and it was just strange between going out and trying to save people's souls when you're a little kid to being told that the music you're listening to has secret messages embedded in there. Um, if you played it backwards so the devil could steal your soul. I mean, it was some crazy, crazy shit. Um, so I, I, I've, I've pretty much had this aversion to it since then. I mean, growing up in it, I, I do feel I developed this great relationship with Jesus. But my Jesus, my interpretation of Jesus, and, and my Jesus is, is a total yogi and just really... He's a bhakti yogi that, that loves love and preaches love. And, you know, so when I met Al, the first thing I said to him was, do you preach fear or love? And he said, I preach love. And I was like, all right, then we can totally be friends. And I wasn't saying that to try to be a, an ass, but growing up, my experience with a lot of the people that, that, where the pastors of the churches just weren't, they weren't really happy people and they really weren't preaching anything about love. It was just, you know, you better ask for forgiveness and you better not fuck up and, you know, you better watch your back pretty much. Like, it was strange. Anyway, so I thought it would be fun to have a conversation with Al, you know, to talk about that, talk about where he is, what brought him back to Philadelphia, what he is part of and what's going on. And it's some super exciting stuff. It's a really fun conversation. Um, I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please feel free to share it with your friends. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of those apps, please leave us a rating or a comment. It will help get this out in front of more people. And thank you. Thank you for putting up with the bad sound. And I hope you now enjoy the new sound. Enjoy the episode. And I'll see you next week. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is Inspired Creativity. And this is Al DeSalvatore. Pastor Al. You can call me Al. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Al. Like I know. Song, but it's fun just to say Pastor Thanks, Al. Man, I appreciate that. Um, so Al and I, we've met 
a couple years ago back yeah. in in the mountains of back pennsylvania in the, yep in the woods man yeah <laughs> so some of you may know of my past growing up i was raised we're just gonna go christian because that sounds so nice it does so much nicer. that's good <laughs> yeah. so i was raised christian and it was the 80s and it was weird it was it was weird it was a weird time it was very yeah, yeah. but through the, like I always have, feel like oh I feel bad because I'm saying it but I also developed this wonderful relationship with Jesus yeah but I like to say this with with like my Jesus yeah you know the Jesus that I connect with not the Jesus that was kind of being preached yeah well I definitely think Jesus was misrepresented often in the 80s and 90s oh. and, and uh, so it, it, it's good to get back to you know what Jesus was about and which was love you know mm-hmm. and i think sometimes jesus gets misre- misrepresented when it's about jesus with an agenda right you right know? i often will always say the most misrepresented man ever yeah and it, it's a bummer which what makes him <laughs> kind of cool because i feel like all of like the best like artists and people in history there is that sense of like them being misunderstood because i think they're so compelling mm-hmm. and they're they're multi-dimensional so i think that's kind of cool yeah yeah so I thought it would be great to sit down and talk to you. Thanks, man. Um, we chatted a little bit before we actually hit record. Yeah. Um, but when I first met Al, I was doing a co-art show at the now-deceased Dragonfly Cafe in, in Hazleton. It is sad, man. I love that spot. It was a little oasis. <laughs> it was. It's such a sweet little spot. But yeah. now they have Cafe Elevate, thanks yeah. to Michael. Yep. Um, Michael. <laughs> So I met Al that night and I heard like when, cause I didn't like, there were rumors of this church in the Valley and this like younger <laughs> pastor kind of, you know, cool, not the norm. And I'm like, Oh, this is interesting because I, I loved growing up in Hazleton, but it's an yeah. interesting kind of place. They still have a Bonanza, which but- like is all you need to know about <laughs> Hazelton, and if you don't know what a bonanza is, it's like the Sizzler before there was a Sizzler, and yes. it was yeah, it's steak the phase, man. <laughs> yeah. So I remember you walked in, Chris introduced us, and I said, "Do you preach love or fear?" Yeah. And you said, "Totally love." And I'm like, "All right, we can totally <laughs> be friends then." Cool. Um, and I really felt that as well. Like it wasn't awesome. just like you were just oh yeah, I preach love. Like it was really can feel it that it was there oh man i i appreciate that and and i just want to say you know i'm really grateful to be uh here today talking with you um just being able to follow you along on insta and social media and seeing all the great things that you do following your bliss and really following the dreams that you have uh pursuing photography and because you are talented and uh, i I love it and the little stories that you do are funny and and (laughs) It's just cool, man. I, I'm I'm excited and cheering you on, man. And I, the the photos that, that that you create, man, the way you capture light, it's it, it, it's a real talent, man. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, I dude. appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate man. it. So, tell us a little about yourself. So, how did you how did you come into where you are now? Where were you raised? Like from birth, you were in. Yeah, from birth. Because <laughs> yeah. I had the joy of yeah. of going to Catholic, yeah, you know, being a Catholic for until like third grade. Yeah. And then my parents jumped ship. Yeah. So I had like a mix because my parents, you know, came to 
you know Jesus they had the the Catholic upbringing mm-hmm. you know which is like great sometimes because you can just say a few Hail Marys and you're on your way and it's it's all good man right, you know? right. it's it you know check your little your, you know your spiritual <laughs> card for the for the week um, but they 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 got quote unquote saved by watching Billy Graham and you know started attending a Protestant church and so for me in, in the 80s and 90s they were still figuring that out and so me growing up it was a real mix of like some 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 Catholic influence some some Christian you know influence Protestant influence some like word of faith influence it was like a really weird thing during the 80s like name it and claim it stuff where it was just like oh man you know a whole bunch of people lost money following you know religious pastors that were more about money than people and that, mm-hmm. that was a real shame a lot of hurt came from that so I, my, my upbringing was like my parents figuring it out and and I, the only thing I appreciate about my parents was that at the heart of it they they loved my brother and I and they were trying to figure out like their faith along the way and and it was hard because like the 80s was like could be very legalistic mm-hmm. you know it was more about what's on the outside than what's on the inside and it's nice to see a shift in christianity i hope these days that it's more about you know how you love than what you look like or what you say or you know what your political affiliation is and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. that's my hope you know that right. we can get back to the heart of christianity not so much you know the surface and agenda that comes with it sometimes which is unfortunate mm-hmm. so when did you make the decision to follow this path yeah. to really make it it was it was a life? process um i went to a public high school and i was like pretty low-key about my faith i didn't really you know say anything too much about it just kind of like blended in like most awkward teenagers do in high school mm-hmm. like you know especially one with like a big nose and a big butt so you know <laughs> i was just, i just wanted to blend in man you know and, and and get through it you know with as little damage as possible um then i, I you know i went to a christian college and it's interesting because I was like a pretty good teenager at a public high school, but I was a pretty bad Bible college student. I broke a lot of the rules. <laughs> Where um, did you go to college? Uh, University Valley Forge out in uh, Phoenixville. And uh, broke a lot of the rules. Actually got kicked out for uh, smoking and uh, all those kind of things. And mm-hmm. then came back and uh, uh, really rediscovered my faith. I was like, you know, if I'm going to follow this faith, it's not going to be because of my parents. It's uh-huh. going to be something that I choose. And I'm going to try and live a life of love that Jesus would want me to. And uh, it was like an attitude change. Mm-hmm. So instead of having that pressure to be someone that, like, my parents wanted me to be like or, like, the church wanted me to be like, I'm like, I'm just going to be who Jesus wants me to be like and trying to figure that out along the way. And it really changed things. met my wife um, my last semester, and I uh, got married, and uh, we started – youth ministry moved from philadelphia to the woods of central pennsylvania and it is a whole nother world <laughs> outside philadelphia and pennsylvania because there's like philadelphia there's pittsburgh and there's like alabama in the middle yeah, you know pennsylvania pennsylvania man and so it, it's been a crazy journey and so we were youth pastors for a number of years and then uh, after that we came up to, to northeastern pa in the poconos and where we met you and <laughs> and uh and uh and started the church up there and we were there for six years Wow, it was six years that you were up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. six years. That was that went quick. It did go quick. Yeah, like looking back, like that's yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was some some crazy times up there. But, <laughs> no, but I think what made it worth it most of all was the relationships that we made. You know, mm-hmm. so it's cool. And you're originally from Philadelphia. Yeah, Southwest Philly, born and raised. So you're happy to be back then? I yes, I am super happy to be back. Um, I loved what we were able to do up 
up in northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, I, I love the church that we were trying to create, especially a place for, you know, maybe people who felt like hurt by the church, where maybe this could be a place where they could be loved by the church, and mm-hmm. you know, where they kind of, you know, almost like we're like the island of misfit toys with this church. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't fit in anywhere else, you can fit in with us. You know, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a cool like oasis. But the area of of where we were was just to be honest very conservative and i felt like it kept the lid on us and what we wanted to do especially some of the backlash that we felt from the people that we were reaching that didn't fit into nice christian boxes mm-hmm. you know um so it, it was a challenge and we felt like you know a call to come back to philly mm-hmm. you know and get and get plugged in and, and what's happening down here spiritually and stuff so it was a good time up there but it feels really great to be back home right right i mean back there is home but it feels so nice being here. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a tough place, the coal region. Yeah, it's it, like 10 it's, degrees colder up there, man, it anywhere is. else. <laughs> it is, and it's just, there's just a lot of sadness. Yeah. And just, you know, people that have been beat up a lot. Yeah, it, 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 it's a hard area, and it was one, voted one of the most depressing areas to live in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and our, our, our tagline and our website for the church was Find Hope in the Valley. And that's something that we wanted to do was be a place where people could find hope. And because uh, it was depressing. And, and a lot of times when you live in a depressing area, it just that continues mm-hmm. and that negativity just becomes contagious. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of break that, that mindset, you know. But it is a beautiful place. Beautiful. I don't want. I don't want to beautiful. pick on the. Uh, yes. You know the area and beautiful the people trees. are lovely. It's just. It's just a. It's just a hard. Yeah. It's place. just. It's just a tough exterior. You know, and, and and getting through that sometimes can be a challenge. But at the heart of it, it's really good people. You know, trying to live their best life. You know. Yeah. In a hard area. You're with Epic Church now. Yes. And tell everyone what Epic stands for. Yeah, this is really cool because when you first hear Epic Church, sometimes you might think of like Epic Fail and all those <laughs> kind of crazy YouTube videos out there with the dude himself in the head with the nunchucks and stuff. But uh, what Epic stands for, I-, I think, is really compelling. It stands for every person in the city. And uh, I love that because sometimes Christianity can mean, you know, some people in the city, mm-hmm. but it's really for every person in the city. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. I, I, I really do. Um, it, it reminds me of there's there's some people that I met through the yoga world. It was like yoga for everyone because yeah. there's so many times people are like I'm too big, I'm too small, I can't touch my toes, I'm not flexible. Yeah, like well, that's the idea. It's a, it's a practice. Like yeah. you have to you have to practice to be able to touch your toes if you've never touched your toes before. Yeah, I'm that I, that's a goal that I've not yet hit yet. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough, man. You know, you wake up and you feel that lower back pain. And you're like, nah, man, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Just get my socks and shoes on. That, that's a good goal for the day. Uh, you just got to practice. <laughs> I used practice. to, um, before I started practicing yoga, I li- like I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't do any of that yeah. stuff. But I was an athlete, you know? Oh, that's cool. But I wasn't flexible. Mm. And then when I started practicing yoga, I went to this class, and we you had to like grab your toes or your shins or whatever yeah. you can hold on to. And he would just kind of go up and down. Like you would inhale up, exhale down. That's cool. And but I'm like holding on to the back of my knees because that's as far as I can go. Mm. So eventually I would come home and I would get a towel and I would wrap the towel around my feet. And at whatever show I was watching on television, I would sit on the floor with the the towel around my feet and literally just do this folding. And then nice. one day there you go. I mean, it was a while. Yeah. I was able to touch my toes. I'm like, oh my goodness. There you go. There they are. So you can be productive while you binge watch the exactly. office or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the key. You know? That's cool. You're just always kind of doing little little bendy things. That's cool. And now it's just, 
it's nice to yeah. actually be able to move. And I wish that when I was, you know, oh, there's Stella. There she is. Like 15, 16, 17, playing all of those sports that yeah. I had the knowledge of yoga the physical aspect of it yeah. because it I would have been able to breathe better. Uh, it, I probably would have been a calmer person when I was playing and not had so many penalties for like yelling at referees. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I played sports too and I definitely got a few yellow cards and red cards because yeah, I didn't have yoga in my life then, mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> I was a mean dude on, on the sports field, but you know, it's funny you talk about yoga and helping you, you know, my wife does yoga and she's, um, she has fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And so she's gone gluten free and we're trying to do like a holistic approach instead of taking meds and then dealing with the side effects Mm -hmm. so through being gluten-free you know dairy-free and yoga like how she has felt physically has been like a revelation Mm -hmm. and so it's been really really helpful for her so it's really cool how how yoga is not just something that's like a trendy thing but it really does help your your well-being it's cool well yeah it's super old yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know when you go back and you look at these like these traditions that are thousands of years old yeah it's like wow like they're they're something there's something there. Yeah. I remember, um, have you heard of um, Yogananda? Mm-mm. There's a great Netflix documentary about him. And he's an, a, an old yogi sage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget when he came to the States, but the documentary is great. He wrote a book called Autobiography of a Yogi. Yeah. And in his lineage of like his teacher and his teacher's teachers and his teacher's yeah. teachers, Jesus is in the mix That's cool. of those teachers. So... I remember a long time ago when I first started practicing, I went to um, a teacher that lives in like the land down Lansdale. I always get it mixed up. Yeah. Out that way. Out the out turnpike there. a little turnpike, bit. Yeah. Um, Ed Zadlow is his name. And I walked in and sitting on like his little altar was this, um, it was like a folding altar. Yeah. And it was Yogananda and all of his teachers. And then right in the middle was Jesus. And I'm like, what? What's going on here? Yeah. What, what's he doing in the mix? Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, Jesus is total yogi. And I'm like, <laughs> go on. And he was like, where do you think Jesus went when he um, disappeared? Yeah. You know, as a child. I'm like, I, I have no idea. He was like, he went to study with the yogis. He went to learn <laughs> yoga. He was in India hanging out with all those people. Oh, that's so funny. And then he came back. I'm like, oh, interesting. But it was like such a good feeling yeah. to see that from my childhood because there really was this like why are you making this dude out to seem like he's such a bad guy when he's really like he loves all of us yeah so it really was this wonderful feeling of like yeah I knew it I knew it all along you know it's funny like when you say like Jesus would go away like scripture in the gospels talks about many times he's just going to the away from his disciples to pray and, you know, and even in, there is Bible verses in the Bible that talks about meditating mm-hmm. you know, on God. So it's like, you know, that was his time where he would get away and, and refresh and reflect and stuff. And so I think, man, if Jesus gets away to reflect and refresh, like, man, like, so should we. You know? Right. Exactly. We all have to get that, yeah. that connection. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I think I just had a great question that just popped yeah. out of, at, literally jumped right out of nice. my head. Bring it on. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it definitely had to do with Jesus. My, here we go. I think it's coming back. Okay. So growing up, I think probably from being a Catholic and then becoming a Christian, yeah. like it, things got blurry. Sure. And I've never understood because I mean my parents have come a long way. My mom has come a long way because I think yeah. I've pushed her 
a lot over the years. Um, But growing up, it was always like there's that, you know, you don't put any other God before God. Mm -hmm. But it always seemed like in the Christian faith that Jesus is actually put above God. But then people were like, well, it's the same. Right. So tell me, what, what are your thoughts on the God and Jesus dynamic. Yeah. Because we worship Jesus, we worship God. Do you consider them the same? Yeah. One indifferent. Yeah, I mean like, you know, the 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 classic Christian tradition is like the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And they're three in oneness, mm-hmm. which is like what does that mean? Like three in oneness. And you get like a lot of like, you know, interesting little analogies like the candle, the wax, the wick and the flame and mm-hmm. you know, things like the egg, like the shell, the yolk, and all that kind of stuff, and the white, whatever, um, which are neat little like analogies. But you know, I I, I think it, it misrepresents God to some degree because I think God doesn't fit into a box. Mm-hmm. And I think the minute that we put God into a box, we're not dealing with God anymore. We're dealing with my version of God. Yeah. And so I like the fact that it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around, you know, the Trinity and is it God? Is it God the Father? Is it Jesus? Is it the Holy Spirit? I'm just like yes. Nice. I love that. Love that answer. Um, And I think that's one of the, this actually just came into my consciousness on Wednesday night. There was uh, my friend, Lululemon has been doing these like in-store kind of gathering podcasts in a way. Um, And the last one, um, Daniel Cordu from Palo Santo was like the facilitator and it was on bhakti yoga. And Mm -hmm. bhakti is the yoga of devotion and love. And, you know, so they had, and music pretty much, yeah. you know, so it's like the, the, the chanting, the yeah. songs and singing. And, Sounds like and church to me. It's very much. <laughs> there's so many similarities that I'm like, this yeah. is, it's all, it's yeah. all the same. Cause that's kind of what we do at Epic is like, there's music and then there's like songs and there's like prayer and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it really is all the same, yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, but this, the one woman that was presenting there, Yvette, she'd said, you know, growing up, she was Jewish. And then, but her parents sent her to a Catholic school Mm. and she was like, I would always get so confused because I would think like the Jewish people would be like, you know, everyone else is screwed. I'd go to the Catholic (laughs) church and like everybody else is screwed. And she would always be like, well, but I don't like, well, how could this be? And I remember growing up saying to my mom, because like hearing all these things, like this is the only way. Right. I first thought like that is so like, they're putting so many limits on the creator. Right. Like how can you fathom that the the being god that created all of this said i'm gonna make all of it but there's only one way to find me and she was like that's what really got me i'm like well what about this faith and what about that faith and that growing up that's how i felt like i remember sitting there thinking like really the dalai lama is gonna go to hell like he's a pretty cool dude yeah like he's he's doing some good things (laughs) you know and seeing like Gandhi, really? If Gandhi didn't ask Jesus into his heart, he's 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 gonna go to hell. Like I just like I couldn't wrap my head around that. And then when that woman said it the other night, I'm like, oh yeah, like what about? And it was like that whole, you know, like there's just so many. What's that analogy? There's like about the river and the oceans. Yeah. Like there's so many rivers that all lead, mm-hmm. you know, to the ocean. And I think there's so many ways of finding our faith and finding connection with God, the source, 
and it could be Jesus for you, it could be Krishna for somebody else, it could be Buddha for somebody else. And I think that was my biggest struggle with really all organized religions. Yeah. It's like this way or the highway. I'm like, but no, but there's so many. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and there there's is, so many good things yeah. out there. And, and I think too, like I think one of the struggles with the church, you know, early on, like well, early on for us, you know, it's been around for a while, but mm-hmm. you know, in the eighties and nineties was the lack of respect it had for people who believe differently. You know, and I, and I think it almost caused the Christian message to be almost, um, it, it lost its influence because how can you, you know, want to connect with others and connect people to Jesus if you're not willing to try and connect with them first? Right. You know, and I, and I feel like all truth is God's truth, you know, and I feel like God has a way of making himself known to everyone, mm-hmm. you know, but are we going to? to respond to that when he nudges us you know, right. and speaks to us. And so I have a big view of God. I don't have a small view of God. And mm-hmm. I think God has a way of, of, of really connecting us in a way that, that, that we can understand him. And I do think, you know, Jesus is, is amazing because um, he was able to, to, to walk through many different people groups and, 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 and these kind of, boxes that people would put him on like you know you only can respond this way if you're read by when she's like no we can respond a different way mm-hmm. and so i kind of like that jesus broke down borders you know yeah uh, he was more about building bridges than building walls you right know? So, right i uh, and that's the way i felt it was just like this dude is like he he was pretty kick-ass yeah yeah i agree <laughs> and, and you're kind of like yeah. there was so much limiting with it and when I started doing, when I first started practicing yoga, I was, well, the first class I took, I hated it. I'm like, this is horrible. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. But I couldn't do any of the things. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, um, a teacher started teaching Kundalini yoga. Yeah. Which is also, it's very, it really made me feel like back in the 80s, born again Christian world, because it was like, now this, these kundalini yogis, they're Sikhs and they're wrapping their head in turbans and they're not growing, like they're not cutting their beards and right. all that. And it was like that same kind of conformity in mm-hmm. a way, but in a different way. And I remember like, oh, I love the, the physical practice and like the chanting and all the things that are involved, but I kind of don't like this aspect of it. Right. And then I heard this quote from Yogi Bhajan. He's the gentleman that brought the kundalini practice to the States. And it's, if you can't see God in all, you can't see God at all. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Is- and then it totally made me like, I don't care if those people are wearing their whites or if they're <laughs> doing this. Like, this is what I connect with. Yeah. And if I can see God in everything, then, yeah. I'm, then I'm good to go. And I think, that, I think that's huge in how we connect with people that are different than us. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think a lot of times it's, you know, if people, you know, don't look like me or believe like me, then, then I, then, then I don't want them to be around me. And I feel like we learn the most from people that are different from us. Right. You know, and I, and I feel like um, when you can see God in someone else, I think you can respect them a whole lot more, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, know that God loves everyone, you know, every person in the city or in the world. You know, Jesus didn't just die for some people. He died for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we, we lose that sometimes, you know, and it gets really misrepresented easily, especially in America these days where, um, it's very frustrating to see Christians doing things and saying things that I think Jesus would be like, kind of be like, 
making a cringy face with, you know, so it's like, that's really not what I was about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I didn't of, die for that. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Um, and, and I'm sorry for the language here, but this is one of the best bumper stickers I ever yeah. saw in my life. I actually took a picture of it and it just said very plainly, Jesus would bitch slap you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that is so, so good. Cause yeah. it's the truth. Like I, I mean, I doubt that he would hit you, but he might be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Really, we're all the same. And I, and I, I think sometimes, um, you know, we, we like things to be understandable, you know, and I think there's like safety in that. And I think when things are questions, I, I think it, um, causes us to, to think, you know, and, 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 um, I guess from what, when you look at it from Jesus' perspective, wisdom was in asking the right questions, not so much always having the right answers. Mm-hmm. And I think some somewhere along the way that got flipped where it's all about having the right answer, where I think we've lost the ability to ask good questions. Right. You know, and that's where wisdom was found in asking right questions. And, 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 and I feel like um, those who are know-it-alls don't really know that much at all mm-hmm. you know it's amazing how you know wisdom and knowing it all are very there are two different things yes extremely different you know things. And, and um so i it, it, you know you talk about like jesus bitch slapping and all those kind of things he definitely turned over some tables mm-hmm. and talk about that in, in scripture when his the church is being used for money and not for loving mm-hmm. so um yeah jesus is love but um, you know, he, he definitely wants to be rep- represented the right way. Right. You know, and it's a shame when he's not, you know. So we were talking about if, like, what do, you know, some people that are non-Christians yeah. say about, like, oh, Jesus, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I feel that I get more people saying stuff in a negative way about Jesus and the church from people that have been brought up with Jesus and the church in their life. Yeah. As opposed to just people that I meet in the yoga world that like have their kind of practice and are doing yeah. kind of their things. I'm fine. That's why I kind of earlier I was like, I feel like I should have a support group <laughs> for children of the eighties yeah. that were, that were raised in, in a, in a Christian type oh, yeah. environment. It was tough, man. Cause I just wanted to watch Ninja Turtles, you know? And my mom was like, you know, uh, no, it's because it's like Eastern religion. And I'm like, yeah, Michelangelo is cool and he eats pizza. It's right. Like... Well, I remember because <laughs> I like I literally remember when MTV started. Oh yeah. Like the literally the first day. Yeah. I'm like this is the coolest thing. Yeah. And then it was like you can never watch that again. Yeah. Oh, we 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 and... had cable. We had like like 20 channels blocked. Mm-hmm. So it was like, why you didn't have like cable? Like, what? Yeah. But what? It's just the music. It's just the music. Yeah. And somehow. MTV went from like super cool and about the music to something totally different now. Yeah, it's just, like, just no not music. music. So yeah, I don't miss MTV too much these days. But right. if they want to start showing like cool videos and great bands, hey man, bring it on. I miss that. But yeah, back in the day, there were those. There were definitely some videos that scared me though. Oh yeah, like there was a Yes yeah. video. I'll yeah. never remember the name Dude, of the song. Dude, Thriller, man. When Thriller came out, it was like, it was awesome, but also like awesomely scary for me too. Cause I'm like, oh. what are these zombies doing? And See, that's interesting because, <laughs> you know, like I was allowed, but not allowed. And then we would sneak it. Oh, same. And, but then when Thriller came out, my father had a screen printing business. And I remember 
like one New Year's Eve, I think Michael Jackson may have been performing on yeah. one of the things. And literally, there's a picture of me and my mom like doing the Thriller dance. Oh, uh, we need to bust that out some. And then we did. But they made T-shirts again, eighties, with like the that were cut. You know, like that had yeah. the fringes yeah. cut in them. Um, oh, the and there were like there was this whole like Thriller line of T-shirts that yeah. that we were selling. I'm like I'm confused. Why why are we able, why are we allowed to profit off yeah. this? But I can't just enjoy the <laughs> it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, can't hit so, Michael. Right. So we kind of went all over the place with that. Yeah. But yeah, I think more people now are more open and receptive to it because it's changed. Like the 80s and 90s, it was weird. It was definitely yeah. a weird space. Like I remember one night they had um the backward masking people come into church. Oh, oh yeah. I remember and, those. those and days. I remember just sitting there and I'm like, when am I ever going to try to play yeah. a record backwards? Yeah. And, and, and why? Yep. But it, it, it was those weird things. It was those weird things, especially like Led Zeppelin 4 and Highway to Heaven, and like, you know, Stairway to Heaven and all that kind of stuff, which is crazy because now my boys love Led Zeppelin because of the Marvel movies and Thor <laughs> who have Led Zeppelin on a soundtrack. And so totally like crazy. Like never thought like um, be cool to have like my kids watch, you know, listen to Led Zeppelin. But thank you for Ragnarok for turning my son onto good music. Right, right. <laughs> and yeah, weird things. Though. Weird I things. Think that was that was it. Yeah, like, it was like majoring that... on minors. Like, you know, it was more about like how things looked than really like how you loved. And mm. I think that's, that's a frustrating thing and i think that's something where you know christians like my age who grew up in that were like hey when we get older we're going to flip the script and mm-hmm. really try to bring it back to what it was about and you know i get it it was the 80s it was that time people were you know like my parents were trying to figure things out the best they could but you know it was just a very it was you know stranger things man in the 80s dude mm-hmm. it wasn't just the netflix shows like right it was a, a strange time people were really trying to figure things out but um and then uh, i was talking to my mom about this the other day the like i also think this was very traumatic for me we used to go to pocono downs raceway which yeah. is a big i don't know if that's in the or nascar or whatever yeah cars that go in a circle it's a big thing um but we would pile in a van a bunch of like kids <laughs> With like an adult driving us, and we would go to the races, and we would have these tracks, and oh. we would walk up, like trying to save people's souls. Yeah. And it was literally, I remember hearing like back in the day, like people talk about the Hari Krishnas, and like, yeah. you know, they would be giving you this book, which I'd now learned was the yeah. Bhagavad Gita, which is a, an amazing book that everyone should read. Yeah. Um, we're li- we were literally doing the same thing, like just yeah for this. And I remember getting out of these vans, like at this huge raceway with thousands of people being like maybe eight years old and be like you really want me to go up to a random stranger and say here i can save your yeah, soul it's super awkward right <laughs> and it's even more awkward when people hand me tracks and i'm like hey i'm a pastor it's cool i think i'm all right they're like are you sure i'm like uh yeah you know but you know i i think that was a method that you know maybe one church did and it worked out maybe in the south because things are different in the south mm-hmm. but i i feel like nowadays it's more about a relationship Right. You know, and I think it's more about building relationships than like having notches on a belt of I gave this many tracks away, which are really poorly done cartoons most of the time as it is anyways. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, if, if you look at, you know, I, I keep bringing back to Jesus because I find Jesus compelling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times where I like I question about stuff in the Bible. I wrestle with some parts of the Bible 
but always brings me back is Jesus because of how he loved. And um, I feel like he built his mission, his ministry over relationships. He poured into 12 individuals um, and they helped spread, you know, the, the good news. And, um, and it's just, it's just interesting how somehow we, we, we've lost that sense of like, you know, building relationships, mm-hmm. you know, and not building relationships for an agenda, but building a relationships because you know you have a desire to love your neighbor no matter who the neighbor is right right i have again like coming through this interesting upbringing yeah and then coming into it was interesting wasn't it it was it was great <laughs> and then coming into this yoga world and then finding the kundalini practice they were just like this is weird too but yogi bhajan just had like these amazing quotes yeah and it, it, it and it all reminded me back you know, to that time, but instead of being like, go out and tell people, it was like, just make yourself so happy that when other people see you, they become happy too. Yeah. You know, like those simple things, like lead by example. Yeah. And if you're doing it and you're shining and glowing, people are probably going to come to you and be like, what's, what's going on? What are yeah. you doing? Like you, you seem happy. It, it's so true. <laughs> and like, like one of the things at, at Epic Church that we really wanted to do this summer was not just tell people that we love Jesus, but like show people that we love Jesus. And so we had one week during the month of July where we just served all across Philadelphia, um, 38 locations, uh, hundreds of people. We served in schools. We, we, we served police officers. We served um, children with special needs. Um, one of the really cool things that one of the groups I got to do was we actually cleaned up Gorgas Park, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Got to bring my boys to that. That was awesome. Um, one thing I got to do that was really cool is we went to uh, some, a place called the Hope Lodge where individuals come from, you know, all over the state to stay when they're receiving treatment for cancer in one of the surrounding hospitals where you don't have to stay in a hot, in a hotel room. You can stay at like a house and mm-hmm. we got to serve them a meal. Wow. And um, one of the really cool things that night as we were serving with, with, with our with our group um, was I got to talk to this um, elderly couple and they've been going there for 10 years. And she's like, the meal was great. She's like, but what was even better was seeing your smiling faces, serving meal, different faces from different places, you know, serving with love. And I was just like, I love you. Can I give you a hug? And, mm-hmm. it, and to me, it's like, man, that that's worth so, so much more than, you know, how many tracks you can give away. It's right. like, you know, how we love, I, I, I think, will make a difference in how people respond. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even talks about that. He's like, you'll be known by your love. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we need to get back to that as the church. You know, and that's something that I'm trying to live out is like, I want to be be remembered for how I love, not for how I was right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love. I mean, that's a poor, poor version of Jesus. <laughs> but I love that like heart, you know, because it yeah. really is. It's like it's all coming from here. Yeah. No matter what. And that's, yeah. you know, the biggest takeaway, I think, that I got from, you know, growing up and totally not digging what the dude in front of the room was saying yeah. but really like the little pieces that i was getting I'm like no no he was loving everybody yeah, yeah like, you really don't was. have to be afraid of this guy oh <laughs> and i mean and even like some of the things that like the whole story of the good samaritan mm-hmm. you know we know the good samaritan as like a person who's a do-gooder but during that day the in that story where the person was injured and you know, the rabbi walked by and the Levi walked by. They, they were the Christians of the day. They were the people that were supposed to help. 
and then the Samaritan comes by and helps and brings and, and restores this person's life. That was the most opposite person that could have stopped and helped that person in that culture. Like Jews did not associate with Samaritans. It was like they didn't eat with them, they didn't talk with them. So here's this person from the the you know who was an outcast now is an insider mm-hmm. you know and jesus turned someone who had a bad connotation into a good connotation and i just love that you know that here's this person that in jesus day and people he hung out with they hated the samaritans and then the person that they thought was known for hate jesus turned around and made that person known for love and mm-hmm. i just think oh so i love jesus man it's it's just he flips perceptions and you know i i totally agree with your shirt you know i think jesus was a compassionate badass totally he broke rules and 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 broke down um you know agendas and in super subtle ways and super profound ways that you know i I think sometimes as we we read it from like an american culture like two thousand years later we don't get the nuances Mm -hmm. the things that he did you know that were so compelling but you know, it's, 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 I love it, dude. And I, it's, it's fun to talk about. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming and for talking. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So what do you, what's coming up? What, what, what do you have going on? What can you uh, share with the good people out there? So it's, it's been really awesome to be with, with, with Epic Church and we've got, uh, we're one church with four locations. We have one at Parkside, the school of the future. We have one in Roxborough high school, one at a theater down in center city on broad street and then one at a school in uh, in uh, Fairmount. Uh, we're opening a new location pretty soon in King of Prussia. It'll be really cool. But what's really awesome is um, September 30th, we're having our 10-year anniversary, and it's going to be at the Keswick Theater. I think it's pretty awesome for a church to be at a yeah. theater, you know, that has musicians and all that kind of stuff, and so we're going to have an awesome time. Uh, great music. We're going to have an encouraging message, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. So September 30th, Keswick Theater. Epic Church, every person in the city. Yeah, every person be, in the city. It's going to be an awesome party, man, and uh, we're really looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, so, and I know I say a lot of shit sometimes about <laughs> the church, but it really feels like it has changed, and it's more open and yeah. loving, and I really appreciate what you're doing and that you know you're making it accessible to every person out there yeah. not kind of pushing people away oh. being like you know you're gonna go to hell yeah an outsider no yeah I, I i appreciate that and thanks again for the opportunity and i think if people just be open you know and you know follow the, those nudges when, when you know when you're on people who are representing faith and if there's that like little side of you that feels like man that doesn't feel right you know i think god does that for a reason because he wants to draw to those people that represent him in the way that is loving. Right. You know, and I think we're all going to find like, that's, I think that's like, how can I say this? Like, that's the, the purpose and finding whatever it is that we connect yeah. with. Like you listen to that little voice that, yeah. you know, I may not resonate with these things, but yeah. I resonate with that and I'm yep. drawn to that. And again, it's really, that still devotion. Yep. It just might look different than yeah. yours or than yeah. my mom's or then somebody else's but i think it really just comes down to you know the golden rule being a good person loving people and you know caring and whatever it is that your faith is i think it's all the same if you're a catholic a christian a buddhist a hindu whatever you know if you have that devotional practice it it's it's all good yeah yeah so I, i i i loved being here 
I love talking to you, your house, man. It's got the good smells and the good feels. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anytime, you know, to get a chance to talk about Jesus and love and, you know, what, what's going on, man, I'm all about. And I uh, just love, man, your heart. And, you. uh, and it's, this has been a great time being here. And I'm excited, uh, you know, for next seasons and what you're going. I love this this podcast. And, yeah. uh, man, it's good stuff. And it's just great. Thank you. Thank you. Where can everybody out there find you on the socials? Uh, social. So I'm on Instagram at Al DeSal. Um, on Facebook, Al DeSal, Al, Al DeSalvatore. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then also, you know, again, check out our church if you're interested. If you have any questions, we'll love to answer them on Twitter, Instagram. And if you want more information about Epic Church, just everypersonthecity.com. Awesome. awesome. I'll link all of that stuff up down below and in the yeah. show notes yeah for everyone thank you again so much i really Joe, really really appreciate this thank you for being you man awesome. appreciate you brother thank you and thank you all for watching and <laughs> clicking play and paying attention and doing all the good things this is inspired creativity and this is new this is brought to you by joe longa photography that's right me i'm the sponsor of this yep. um that was totally just a joke. A but if plug. you're a small good business plug. out there and you want to be a, a sponsor of this and give me some <laughs> money, I'll totally plug you. Awesome. Um, but anyway.